0: Hello everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Today I am here with Crystal Cave and we're going to talk about size inclusivity in the health and wellness space. You are listening to Creating Wellness from Within, a podcast devoted to helping you live your best life through self-care and wellness. In each episode, we strive to offer you actionable advice and tools to help you on your journey towards greater personal wellness. I am your host, Amy Zellmer. I am editor-in-chief of Minnesota Yoga and Life magazine and the Brain Health magazine. Additionally, I've published four books on the topic of brain injury and concussion. I am passionate about yoga, wellness, photography, travel, and all things glittery. You can learn more about me at creatingwellnessfromwithin.com. Today, my guest is Crystal Cave, and she is a celebrity stylist turned style educator and fashion designer. She is the founder and creative director of Poppy Row, a size-inclusive, eco-conscious clothing line. After working with women across the globe, she realized there was a need in the marketplace for functional, transitional, and stylish staples that were sustainably made, which led to the creation of Poppy Row, a Los Angeles-based line of size-inclusive modular staples made from eucalyptus carrying sizes double zero to 40.
1: Welcome to the podcast, Crystal. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's I'm so weird to so- sometimes. <laughs> I'm like,
0: I did this. Yeah, that's you. Um, <laughs> I'm so thrilled to have you here. I'm, I'm just so thrilled to have connected with you and Mary, um, just so just a little background for everyone listening. Um, I had put out a HARO request looking for, um, extended sizing, the best extended sized, uh, athleisure wear for athletic and yoga wear. And I literally had like three responses yeah. And one of them was not size inclusive. It only went to XXL, which is to me, not size inclusive. They're, they're maybe trying a little bit, but not hard enough. Um, but you guys were just so generous. You guys sent me a pair of leggings and a bra and I'm, it's my, it's my favorite pieces. <laughs> they are the yeah. softest things I've ever worn, um, and you guys are not only size inclusive, but you're eco conscious, and that really caught my eye when I was reading through your information. Um, so maybe tell us a little bit how um, you came to be eco conscious, size inclusive, and um, you're you're partnering with Reprise
1: Active Wear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and part of how I got to all that is how I ended up meeting Mary too. So, um, I can definitely tell you a little bit about that journey. So for myself, my background was, as you mentioned, as a celebrity stylist, I, the biggest celebrity I worked on the team with was Taylor Swift, um, back on her red tour. And little did I know nine years later, whatever it'd be getting me through like a heartbreak when she like redid the whole album. Um, And honestly, like it was such an amazing growing experience. My background, I started out um, on Madison Avenue. I did marketing and I always loved fashion and it was so great to be a part of it. But what you see in the fashion industry is so much waste. And then as a woman who was plus size, um, I was probably about a size 18 at that time um, as I was running around LA, (laughs) slapping all of her underwear, really. Like I can tell you where her underwear, gets cleaned. It's like more than like how nice she is or something, but, um, but you know, I, like, I also wanted to look stylish and someone who always, as someone who always loved fashion, like a lot of my options were fast fashion. I didn't really realize at the time, like the incredible amount of waste. And it wasn't until after I had started, um, an online style school, um, I would like won an award for the style school and started growing it and I'm giving women all these options, but a lot of them were fast fashion. And I ended up, I went to design school in Italy for the summer, taking a break from my business, but clearly still working. Um, and I started to learn more about the waste in the fashion industry. And, um, the true cost was a movie that I just happened to watch on Netflix while I was in design school and it completely changed my life. And as someone who's always cared about health and wellness, I had a chronic illness my whole life um, called fibromyalgia. Like I was Mm -hmm. always looking for alternatives from mainstream and I have to credit my mom. I always give her a shout out because she was like this woman in upstate New York when you didn't have access to all this stuff, like looking for different and better options for her own health and wellness. But then of course, as her child, um, who was struggling with chronic pain, she would often find things and share it with me on my journey. So I think like, I've always cared more about sustainability than I ever really realized, but I didn't realize there was a way that it could go into your clothing because I always cared about my self-expression and what I looked like maybe more than, uh, And I didn't have access to the pieces too. really was what it was Um, more than like, you know, a lot of the stuff that were my options felt like they were for like old grandmas to be really honest. (laughs) So while I was in design school, I had found out about this um, program called factory 45, which I had just missed the enrollment for ends up. Everything happens how it's supposed to, because the next year, um, I had come back from Italy, moved to LA to start my line, and joined Factory Forty Five, which is where I ended up meeting Mary. Um, we like were first Facebook friends. It seems to be, you know, the modern day uh, right. romance, right? <laughs> um, and I was like, this woman's like super cool. And then she like came up to me at this event that I was at in New York um, for Rent the Run Run Rent the Wow well, Rent the Runway Project Entrepreneur. Um, And it was, that was a whole program about uplifting women and getting them more access to venture funding and everything. And I I think the one thing Mary and I definitely have in common is we're both like very business oriented and ambitious. And so we were naturally drawn to some of the same things, which is where we kind of ended up running in similar (laughs) circles or running in together. And um, I remember when she first launched Reprise, I did my Kickstarter. Um, It's like mine was end of January. And then she launched, I think in March. And so we had both gotten into this project entrepreneur and um, we're in New York. And I like literally tried on her largest sample in the bathroom and they like just fit. And I was like, Oh, I really love these. And then like missed the date <laughs> to support her Kickstarter. But I have become one of her number one uh, customers, honestly, <laughs> like I'm buying the leggings for if it's not poppy Rose stuff, I'm buying leggings for myself and my family members. And it's like one of those things that now at Christmas, even like my family members know that I'm buying <laughs> for people too. Um, cause I will say my family members actually are really good at like when we have new releases, they buy stuff for themselves. Aww, so awesome. I'm not always gifting, I'm gifting other brands now, but it's, you know, it's the similar brand values and, um, you know, Mary and I are both mentors in Factory 45 now. So it's been nice to like grow with her as a friend and now as a collaborator. And so it was right before the pandemic happened, I was like, look, I literally like live in your leggings. And um, I really would love to do something size inclusive. So it took some time, but we ended up, we did this collaboration and basically like took my size chart and the expertise that I had developed and launching a size inclusive line and brought her leggings to be the full double zero to 40 that we have today. Um and I called it the Sage Leggings because um what I had I had started out with numerical sizing and then um we transitioned to what is affirmation sizing and my pup is getting in. <laughs> The camera that's right we like pups on camera she, she apparently <laughs> wants to uh, tell a little bit of the story somehow she's a camera hog so of course um so mary and i decided to have our collaboration be part of um the affirmation sizing that's what we brought into it um and for me sage was actually the name of the street i was living at at the time and um also like a wisdom. So this like inner wisdom, inner knowing. And so I suggested that name. And so that's what our collection was called, the Sage Collection. Um but yeah, so we launched in uh April 2021, like the last few years. I have no idea what year things mm-hmm. <laughs> launched I think most can relate. Yes. Um and so that was really great. We just we did pre-orders for it. Because, I mean, I really wasn't sure of demand. I can tell you what we sell. But I will also say, like, truthfully, my brand sells the majority of what we sell is in the mid-range. Because that is really hitting, like, the average American woman, mm-hmm. truthfully. Um, but it was, it was really great because we had people um, that... I think had followed me that and the Poppy row brand that came in that were like influencers that purchased like a size thirty, and I was like, oh great, like this is really good to know that like there is this demand out there as well because sometimes it's hard for me to see it even when I'm producing the sizes like I don't have the largest budget to have a bunch of influencers everywhere in every single size, and, um, so it was great to like give an additional type of visibility to my own brand in our size range. Um, but yeah, um, I feel like I went on for a little bit. <laughs> with that.
0: Well, Let's talk a little bit about your affirmation sizing. Um, yeah. cause I think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, I can yeah. tell you about the
1: origin of it. Would that be? Yeah, like, I
0: can... absolutely.
1: Yeah. So it was like three years ago, almost that I was sitting at Cross Madre in LA, which for those of you who don't know, um there's this company that um, it's like literally where I was like doing the foundational pieces of Poppy Row called uh, Cafe Gratitude, which is this amazing like vegan place in LA. I would go to the one in Venice because I lived right near there in the marina. And my friend Natalie and I would like work there all the time, but I would also meet um, Corinne who works at Rural Design, who we like she takes all of our stuff and actually makes the pattern. So she translates it to like the actual product. Um, and we were just like, I just fulfilled everything from the Kickstarter and like our Kickstarter had gone well, I've raised $32,000 in 30 days, which was awesome. Like the average Kickstarter raises like at least half that or a lot less. Um, and most of them fail. So, you know, trying to celebrate my success. And Corinne and I had had a couple margaritas, truthfully. Gracias Madre is like the Mexican like restaurant version of Cafe Gratitude. And what's interesting is at Cafe Gratitude and Gracias Madre, you have to order everything in an affirmation. So um I'm trying to think of like, I was literally just in LA a couple of weeks ago, but um, I know one is like, I am charming or something. And that's mm-hmm. how you order your food. I remember when I went there with my dad years ago, when I had first lived in LA and was doing celebrity styling back in the day, he thought it was like the weirdest thing. I don't even think he like saved <laughs> for the whole lunch. She like walked, but my mom and I were so into, it. um, and uh, you know, it's, it's, I was talking with Corinne and we were like, you know, why can't we do what? Like Cafe Gratitude has done with food like you order it's not like oh here's an eggplant parmesan sandwich it's i am whatever the, mm-hmm. that one is called um and it's not invigorated that's another one but say i am invigorated and like it's something different and so i was sitting there and i was like what if we like do something where it's just like an affirmation cuz like who needs size and i realized right. like you know when you like purchase, uh, like, uh, I was going to say leggings, but I meant tights and things like that. Um, they'd be like A, B, C, D. So I was like, well, why can't we do the affirmation in alphabetical order? And we can always just have them, like, if it's confusing, we can figure this out, but like have people order on the website, like A, B, C, D, and then they'll get a surprise in the mail saying like your size amazing, or your size fabulous, or your size iconic. And, I think like that's been such a special thing. Um, when people have seen us, even when it was just the samples, like our real women models that we had were like, Oh my God, I'm iconic or I'm fabulous. And like, it puts a lighter and brighter energy. And for me, it was also important that when I chose the different, um, like phrases that they weren't about physical attributes, that it was Mm -hmm. really about like your inner essence and like your being, um, because I didn't want it to, again, be like a numerical number where it seems to like mean something more than it should be. If that makes sense. So, um, and I have actually, so this was like a sample that we never produced, but um, it has the, I am size fabulous on here. And so um, this is a limited edition tie dye we did. Um, But yeah, like we, we literally changed up all our tags and everything. So before this would have been a size 16. Um, now if you're 16, you're fabulous.
0: Yeah. And you know, and I think it's so great. Cause I mean, like, think about your jacket, you take your jacket off and, you know, put it over the back of your chair at a restaurant and then somebody walking by sees, Oh, she's a size 20. And you know, right. like, you're just kind of announcing it to the world, what your size is. Um, it means nothing. (laughs) It means nothing. It's just a freaking number. Um, but if it says I am size fabulous or amazing or iconic, like it it just kind of makes you smile. Right.
1: Like it feels good. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say like my aunt, she's been on her own journey in her life. And, um, she is one of like, I will say Poppy Rose, really good customers for my mom. I will say like I always appreciate their orders. My sister too. Um, as I mentioned, my family is very supportive. Um, but my aunt had sent me a message like a few months ago, she had gotten um one of her first like affirmation pieces. I think it was actually from the reprise club. And she was like, you know, I have to say, like obviously I'm paraphrasing her here, but she was like, I have to say, like, it's so amazing to like put on these pieces and not be like, oh, I'm a you know, an eight or ten or whatever she is, and like kind of start to get in her head, she's like, I started thinking, like, the only numbers I should care about are the ones in my bank account. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's all that matters, really. <laughs> and even at the end of the day, like, you know, it can only get you so far. Like you also have to feel good inside too. Like yeah. money doesn't buy happiness, it buys convenience. But like um, you know, I was like, oh my God, like what an astute thought here. Like it just it really made a lot of sense. And that was the thing is like standardized sizing has only come about in the last 100 years. Like before that you either, you know, had an atelier that made your clothing for you or if you weren't at that income level you were making your own clothing. Um and it really like the standardization of sizes like you can there's a Times article about that that you can read. It was like really just everything is kind of messed up <laughs> around sizing to begin with. So we base, base our self-worth around arbitrary numbers that like don't define our self-worth at the end of the day, uh-huh. but we use them to define our self-worth a lot of times, or at least I can say that was definitely my journey. And I know that it's been the journey for so many women. And like, I've been anywhere between a size 10 and a 24 in my adult life. So, I mean, like, I really can tell you that <laughs> I know I based my self worth based on like what I was wearing. And then I started to design my own brand and I realized like all of this is so effed up. Like even what we had as a sixteen, sometimes people find our stuff runs big because what is a true sixteen right. is not what someone else is calling a sixteen, and so it's yeah.
0: There <laughs> the was a thing. picture it's just, going like, around my mind. Up. <laughs> there was a picture going around recently, and this woman had pairs of jeans on top of each other, and you could see they were bigger, and then they got smaller. Yes. And she's like, yes. "These are all a size eight or whatever." And yeah, she's like, they're, like these are all different brands, but they're the same number and no wonder it's yeah. so frustrating for women. Men, it seems so much easier. Like if you're a thirty-four, or thirty, right? Like it seems pretty standard, yeah. but women no, a size eight here and a size eight there could be totally different.
1: Yeah. It's really interesting. Cause like it's based like with menswear, it's basically based on their measurements. And mm-hmm. so, um, like it's, you know, maybe, Maybe a guy wants a certain size, but, um, so they might experience the same thing, but it's a little bit different compared to like women, or, women's standardized sizing, because it really, how as exactly you said, like, it's just, it's so variable, like a 34 waist for a men's pant is going to be the same because it will be 34 inches A size 16 yes. could vary so much. It's like, honestly, it's. It, I feel so existential or something when I think about all of this because it really is just so crazy to me. Um, and you know, it's to me, like, I just think I started out doing a lot of menswear when I first did styling and I was like, it was almost easier with menswear. Cause you weren't so concerned all the time about the fit. And I remember there was a woman that like had really big hips and something. And it's like, we it was so hard to find her size for this one commercial (laughs) and we're like a man like if you knew he was whatever the size was you could get that shirt and like most likely it'd be okay like maybe you'd have to like um do like a a little like like tweak here or there but like it's a lot different for women. Like this, Mm -hmm. this woman, I feel like we got like three sizes for
0: Yeah, women's bodies are just, you know, shaped so differently. And, you know, we have hips
1: and waists and thighs. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's so funny to me because like menswear is pretty much custom, but women, we've never really been on that custom route since, um, since things have become more standardized. So it's very fascinating to me, like just how things have evolved. But that also to me, I think speaks to the fact that the um the fashion industry was traditionally run by men too. I mean, mm-hmm. even in manufacturing yep. and everything, like men are really in the upper levels. Women, I think, I can't remember it was 80 something percent. I think I don't wanna like misconstrue this quote of women. Um, are of the fashion industry are women, but like most of them are in sewing jobs and lower paid things. So, you know, then we have the ethical label labor part, which I'm very passionate about as well. Um, that like really becomes a feminist issue. Mm-hmm. As well, too. So that's why like when we're supporting fast fashion brands, we're really like, it's a little anti-feminist a lot of times too, because you're getting these really low paid labors and right. Um, it's, Like if you, if like you're trying to be a conscious human being, like, why would you want unconscious clothing on your body? I, I always say, so, Mm -hmm. um, I think that was like a big thing with myself, like even as a stylist, just, um, kind of realized like having these like realizations of like, oh my gosh, like I have been on my own spiritual journey, but like my clothes are not matching my values, but like, it's also important for me to be self-expressed and for me to feel stylish. Like, where is the balance here? Which clearly is like why. I created Poppy Row and, you know, it's been really interesting doing the collaboration with Mary, because I know we were talking a little bit before this, just like the lack of representation in the wellness space is horrible. Like Mm -hmm. it's horrible in this, uh, like eco fashion space, it's not great in wellness either. And we actually got like a comment that said, like, you're promoting obesity when we first did. Wow! our collaboration. And um, it was, I mean, I don't know how much Mary be comfortable with me sharing this, but it was someone who was in the wellness space. And I was like, seriously, and Mary's like, I've got this. And I was like, good, let let Mary who's like the straight size person go against women. Cause I'm like, I have like so sick as, I mean, I don't know, like I had lost 30 pounds this year. So I'm like, I'm kind of still plus size, but like, I fit into more straight size things. So it's been a weird thing in the opposite direction than I've had my whole life. Um, but like, I was like, okay, let the straight woman, straight size woman do this. Like me as a plus size woman, I'm so sick of fighting these battles. And it's yeah. so nice to know we have allies that yeah. really understand it because I was like, I mean, my thing is like, okay, well, you want the size 24 person to be healthy or what you think is healthy, which doesn't, doesn't depend on her size. But if she wants to be going out and doing things, doesn't she need clothing that fits her? Mm-hmm. So. And
0: e- you know, it's, oh, I could go off on this all day. So I started yeah. out in a standard size body until, um, I had my brain injury and then mm. I just gained a ton of weight and yeah. I'm now in the plus size world. And. It's really been interesting. And I'm thankful to have this experience. Like, I actually had a doctor on Instagram start commenting on all my posts about you're fat, you're not healthy, you can't be preaching about wellness when you're fat. And I'm like, whoa, back that truck up because you don't know my history. You don't know a thing about me. And you don't know a thing about any other overweight woman. You don't know how like I had hormonal imbalances after my brain injury. I had a pituitary gland damage. Like you don't know someone's journey. And like, I don't want to be overweight, but I do want to be healthy, you know, right. like, and and they can go hand in hand just because you're overweight does not make you unhealthy. Um exactly. You know, and it's just, it's just, and of course, the doctor was a male. On top of it all, right? <laughs> um, Man, explaining to me how yes. I'm unhealthy and I shouldn't be practicing, preaching about sense. wellness. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, but then on the flip side, um, I was teaching a yoga class, an online virtual Zoom class, and I had someone message me afterwards that I'm the first. She's plus size, and I was the first teacher she's ever had that looked like her.
1: Um, that's, I mean, that's so sad to me, like that, but also like amazing that you were able to be that teacher, right. At the same time. But yeah, that is sad to me. And I, you know, I have to say, maybe that's part, I love yoga and I I love being yoga, obviously because it's like napping. Um, (laughs) but I have to say, like, I have realized over the years, like, you know, as I was in my, like, I mean, part of why I, my body has changed recently is because I did reverse my fibromyalgia and I treated hormonal imbalances and gut issues. And so I'm still like on that journey. Um, and I also just also had major anxiety last year. So it was like this combination of like, I was healing stuff and yet also like didn't want to eat, um, which is not healthy. Um, so I'm like, I've been going back to finding this balance of like taking care of myself with everything. And that was, I mean, and that's the really interesting thing too. Like so many people are like, oh my God, like I posted a picture at a wedding and they were like, you look like so great, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you don't really know like what's been going on uh-huh. behind the scenes <laughs> with everything. And, um, I mean, like I've had people, when I started out back in the day as the not so skinny stylist and had launched my style school, I had people, I got bullied on Pinterest. I was told I had fat, was fat and had no neck. That I was clearly at least 40 pounds overweight, which I'm probably way more more than that. And she did some sort of weird math to say how much extra weight I had on my joints. And like, I was like, where is this coming from? And then you go to her boards and instead of like inspirational things, all she had was like Weight Watchers stuff. And so like you could tell this person was really ingrained in diet culture and their own self-shame that they were then putting it on other people. Like people bully because they yes. have this internalized shame themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I think like, I was so grateful in that moment also when Mary had gotten that email, cause we happened to be together in upstate New York. Um, and that she was like, I've got this. Cause I'm like, I felt like I was fighting battles for years to not only love myself, but then like go up against the world. And I'm like, I'm not a doctor. Like I'm a stylist who happens to have a life coach certification that likes fashion. <laughs> like that like is pretty business savvy. Like I can like argue on a good, uh, email sequence and tell you <laughs> write all that, but like, I can't argue you on the science per se, but I also know what my experience has been as a human. And so, um, I feel like for a decade after like, just feeling like I've had this like uphill battle, which I know people have been fighting this for so much longer. Right. It was just nice to be like, Oh, maybe there is some progress that really has been made here. Like people actually are, do have my back and like actually are standing up for it too. So um, yeah, it's so interesting. Like these people, like the internet has helped, but also I think made it really hard for those of us who are going through the journeys and want to share. So people don't feel so alone. And um, I mean, like, yeah, people are, people are really mean. I've had to do a lot of inner work around (laughs) Mm-hmm. All of that. Like you know triggers my when, third grader who was bullied.
0: <laughs> when I first got the clothing that you guys sent me, um, I I did some photos and posted them on um Instagram. And so I was wearing a bra, the a sports bra and the leggings. Yep. And I'm like, I like mentally prepared myself for the comments that might come. Um, fortunately, I didn't get any negative comments. It was all positive. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But I w- I like had to mentally prepare myself. Like someone's might come along and make a comment about my body. Yeah. Um, and I have to be okay with that. Right. Um, yeah. But like, I shouldn't even have to go to that headspace. Like what gives you the right to tell me I'm fat? Right. right. Like, whose right. determination is that um yep. and like so like whoever this big name fitness person was right like they're probably promoting diet culture and diet culture is a 99% failure rate, right? Like, but yeah. they're making money off of this diet culture that doesn't actually work. Yeah. <laughs> like people will, they might lose weight, but then they usually gain it back. Like, I, like the yeah. statistics, super high that people gain yeah. weight back. And it's just like, who gives you the right, like you, to say you're promoting obesity, yeah. but they're promoting like false promises and, and yeah, like, it's just, it's so messed up.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting. Like I have to say, like, I have always been all about like size inclusivity and really like loving your body, no matter your size. You know, one of my early uh, slogans was like great style has no size. And um, it's also interesting because I, you know, have these beliefs and then I also have to like go against my own indoctrinated, culturally informed, uh, beliefs that have been put on me that maybe I don't really believe, but they're somehow internalized in me. And it, it's really interesting. Cause like, even just with dating, like I was dating someone last year and we were having a conversation and I was like, you know, I got into what I'm doing now, because I actually like was on my own health and healing journey. And sometimes I feel like that gets lost in the fashion space. And then he was like, well, why can't you use the clothing as a way to help people feel better about themselves and make positive changes? I'm like, well, that is the point of all of this. And so then I was like, wait, I need to talk about this more. And I started at the time, I was like, you know, when, when, we had just put out the reprise collab a few months before. And I was like, you know, there was something that was to me as a woman who's been plus size, most of her, well, definitely most of my, all of my adult life. And even like a lot of my teen years. And there was something so powerful about seeing this picture of Katie, who's our size 24 model. She was one of my former interns. I was telling you this, like, she's now a signed model. Like after that photo shoot, like she actually started kind of pursuing it. I guess I like re by her. Um, cause I've been saying this since I met her, I'm like, you need to like get an agent. And now she has one. Um, but like seeing this picture of her, it felt so powerful because I was like, for me, someone growing up when I would have seen like, even, Oh, they did extended sizes or whatever, which they weren't even doing <laughs> until I was probably yeah. an adult. Um, you know, the people, the women didn't represent me. They didn't represent the size. Like I didn't, they didn't represent the struggle that I felt every time I went into the fitting room, and like you know, sometimes I like as an e-commerce brand, I'm like, okay, like we're still not solving it in the fitting room. But most of us are ordering things to our homes now, especially you know post-COVID and stuff. I don't think it's going to change much. Um, but I was like, if I had had something I was younger, like what would that impact have been on my mental health, on yeah. my anxiety, on being bullied? And it's interesting. Cause I do know that like some of my friends who have older kids, like now it's all about the curvy person. Why? Like for me, I feel like we represented a nice range in our reprise, um, collab just with like the three models I had, um, and like different body shapes too. So hopefully the women who are in like high school now can see more things like that and not feel so alone. Um, cause like, my photographer who shot our photo shoot, she actually did a photo shoot with one of her daughter's friends who was thinner, but she felt so much body shame because she wasn't curvy like everyone else. And I'm like, no, let's not, we can't like go in the opposite direction. Like everybody needs to feel loved and accepted here. So, you know, it's interesting because I think back to like, you know, sitting on my now ex's uh, countertop, like eating pizza, talking about like you know, like, I just want to make sure that like the, it doesn't get lost in the fashion of everything that like, it really like the message that everybody gets is that like you are loved and worthy. And like, if you're feeling like that, then you will make healthier decisions. If I feel like Mm. crap, I'm going to go to (laughs) (laughs) Chick-fil-A versus like, make something for myself, because not only is my energy drained from not feeling good, like, I also like, I'm trying to do, at least this is my pattern. Like I do the thing that's the easiest. That's like treating myself and maybe not the healthiest for myself. And so, um, I've noticed by just like these small, subtle things by like, you know, and I've learned this after working from home for the last like eight to nine years, like I get up in the morning and I get dressed. Like it's very infrequent. Like if I'm having bad mental health, uh, periods. I'm not actually getting up and getting changed every morning. I'm staying yeah. like in my pajamas working and maybe I'm like showering at two o'clock in the afternoon or getting dressed. And so, you know, I've noticed how clothing has such an impact on my own mental health. And I think as we've had this big, like COVID uh, remote working shift, I'm excited. Like I'm bringing back my style school. i put it on hiatus, but I'm, I'm going to be talking more about like, why probably also what I've really learned working from home the last nine years is like using clothing as a vehicle. And I love like I still use like I wear my reprise leggings almost every day, though today I'm I'm in the poppy road two-piece jumpsuit. Um so it's a reprise legging or hangover pants are probably <laughs> what I'm in on a daily basis. Um, and we're in a place now where I think it's like so amazing that we don't have to sacrifice comfort for style. Like there's so many more options that have come out. Um, and then like, in addition to it, I love that with Poppy row and then also our reprise club, we're able to offer more sizes. So more women, um, everywhere can have access to feeling comfortable in their clothing and their bodies at the end of the day too. So, you know. One day at a time, one pro- like one product at a time we're trying to make positive changes, I think.
0: And, you know, I also really appreciate it on both Puppy Row and Reprise Activewear. You have the real plus size women wearing the clothing. Yeah. Um, yes. I, I'm often targeted on Facebook, you know, the targeted ads. And I recently had a pretty large retailer pop up um, promoting their plus sized clothing. And it was a thin woman wearing what they claimed was like a size 20 or whatever. And it's like, I am not oh ever going to buy from you if you can't put no. a real woman on your website. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that's the thing that's been so interesting. And like, I've worked like my backgrounds in branding and You know, I also I did bring a branding consultant, and it was part of a mastermind I was in, and so he was very passionate about what we were doing, and he had worked with like Ashley Graham, and you know, so he was somewhat familiar with like the plus size sector, but he kept telling me to like put my face in front of the brand, and I'm like, I have no visibility issues, I have like done my work around this, but I was like, is this relatable to the average person? And so for me, it's like I I am forefront of the Poppy Robe brand, but like when we were doing the collaboration, I was like, I want women to represent this range. Cause like, I'm always clear, like, it's not about me. Even if you see me, like I, know, like, I don't have that ego based thing that I'm putting myself out there. In fact, like it's because of that, that I wouldn't want to put myself on the website. Um, but you know, it is, I think it re- at least, re- I think helps women relate to the brand that like, Oh, this mm-hmm. like, This woman Crystal, who like, I hate talking in third person. That's (laughs) but like, oh, there's this woman Crystal, and she started this brand, and she was doing celebrity styling. But like, she's really kind of like the average size of an American woman, and you can see the different sizes I've been. Like when I first started Poppy Row, I was still dealing with fibromyalgia, and it was like while we were in production that I got what I call a miracle treatment to help reverse everything. And so like. I can see at least myself, I can see the differences in my sizes, but I think it's also good. Cause you can see one, I'm a real human. Mm-hmm. And two, that, like the clothing worked no matter your size too, which is kind yeah. of what the point of everything was. So thank you for the feedback. I appreciate that. Like other women are appreciating that we're trying to use real models. Like that has always been my thing. Like I know models, I, I, you know, see the value in them. But it it is funny because we use real women. So then sometimes when I see model prices, I was like, what is this? Where Like I started out like our Kickstarter. I literally just asked my my entrepreneur friends. I was like, who's free this day and can like come? I had a friend fly herself from DC to be in the shoot because she was, you know, my best friend and supportive of the brand. And so I don't know until the day this brand dies, I will be (laughs) using real women. And I also like, I love Jamie Kern Lima from it cosmetics and she was definitely such an inspiration when I was starting Poppy row. Cause she always had real models as she would call them, um, on everything. And like, that's why they did well in QVC. So, um, mm, you know, right. If anybody wants to model for us, <laughs> please let me know. <laughs> so, um, awesome. and then it's funny to me that now that, uh, Katie, uh, she is now assigned model. So I'm like, we're inspiring people. You're to, good like, luck. <laughs> go and become like models yes. and have more representation out there. Absolutely. So, industry change.
0: Well, Crystal, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you being here today and just sharing your story with everyone. And, um, anyone that is interested in looking into your website is poppyrow.com and as always we have a clickable link in the show notes and I'll also get reprise activewear in there as well Um, and people can check out um, your collab and your individual website so crystal thank you so much for being here yeah thank you so much for having me it's been so great And thank you everyone for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please consider leaving a five-star review wherever you are listening to help others on their own wellness journey, discover this podcast. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider supporting it through a membership on Patreon for just $5 a month or about the cost of a cup of coffee. You can find that at patreon.com slash Amy Zalmer. Thank you for listening. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll see you in the next episode.